Jesus saw the crowd around him, he gave orders to cross to the other side of the lake. And a teacher of the law came to him and said, Teacher, I will follow you wherever you go. Jesus replied, Foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. Another disciple said to him, Lord, first let me go bury my father. But Jesus told him, Follow me and let the dead bury their own dead. Then he got up into the boat and his disciples followed him. Without warning, a furious storm came up on the lake, so that the waves swept over the boat. But Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went and woke him, saying, Lord, save us, we're going to drown. He replied, You of little faith, why are you so afraid? Then he got up and rebuked the winds and the waves, and it was completely calm. The men were amazed and asked, What kind of man is this? Even the winds and the waves obey him. We are very much in the, uh, the holiday mood here at uh, Long Baptist Church, and this morning we're looking at this story of Jesus uh, by the sea when Jesus uh, calms the storm. The location uh, is the Sea of Galilee, and Jesus and his disciples. Uh, are taking a boat ride. And uh, so you need to be sure that you've got your life jackets with you because uh, we might be in for a little bit of a rough ride. The boat that they got on was uh, the boat that rocked. The boat that rocked. Without warning, we read, a furious storm came upon the lake so that the waves swept over the boats. The disciples are frightened, terrified. By and large, the Jewish people weren't really a seafaring people, although uh, some of the disciples were fishermen. And so obviously they would have been uh, familiar with the lake and uh, with the storms that could very quickly come. Uh, but for the Jewish people, the sea had always represented the forces of chaos. Uh, the sea was in the books like Daniel and Jonah, places where monsters came from. And we, like the disciples, uh, sometimes we will face unexpected storms in our lives. They creep on, up on us and catch us unaware. And like the waves sweeping over the boats, Sometimes we can feel overwhelmed by the size of the problems that we face. And even though Jesus is in the boat with them, the disciples are frightened. So they got into the boat that rocked. I don't know if you've ever been at sea and uh, you've ever been on a boat in a storm. Uh, when I was uh, on holiday, as I've already mentioned, uh, I... Uh, not only did I buy that boat, but I, I took it out to sea, and, and you've seen the boat, you've seen the size of it, and uh, you know sometimes when you get an idea, and it seems like a good idea at the time. Uh, we were staying on, on one side of the bay, and uh, my sister was staying on the other side of the bay, and we were going over to meet them for the day, and, and I dropped Susan and, and the girls off in the car, and I thought rather than carry my boat all the way across the bay, I might as well... S- to row it across the bay. It seemed like a good idea. 
and uh, I had to start from there, go around the pier and just straight across the bay and I thought it just seems simple, won't take me very long. Uh, the problem was, when I got round the other side of the pier, uh, I realised how far I was out from shore, and how big the other boats were around me. One chap shouted out, are you going to France in that boat? <laughs> and uh, if I'm totally honest, I was a little bit frightened, because it was quite choppy. And uh, as I said, the boats around me were quite big, and uh, I decided to row in a little bit closer to the shore before I completed my journey. I did complete the journey. Susan got a little bit worried. She was phoning me to find out where I was. But I got there safely in the end, uh, rather exhausted. But you can get frightened in situations. Uh, and all of a sudden, you can find yourself in a situation uh, that you weren't expecting there to be a problem. When the disciples got into the boat, they were doing what Jesus had asked them to do. He told them they were going across the lake and asked them to get into the boat. And they weren't expecting the storm that they were going into. And sometimes you and I can, going along, we can be sailing quite plainly, and suddenly... Uh, something happens unexpected and sometimes it's the unexpectedness of the situation that catches us off guard because as we said Jesus was in the boat with them uh, and yet they were frightened and we can tell it must have been quite a storm because as we said some of these disciples were fishermen who would have been used to going out and fishing and used to the elements and so it must have been quite a storm and so the boat that rocks, some of us knows what it's like to be in a boat that rocks, and it can be quite scary. And uh, while the boat was rocking, uh, Jesus was sleeping, while you were sleeping. And uh, the disciples uh, go to Jesus, and uh, they say to him, Lord, save us. Lord, Save us. We're going to drown. We're going to drown. And uh, I guess the good thing is, is that the disciples do turn to Jesus. Um, and uh, they wake him. And I wonder sometimes, you know, whether uh, when we turn to Jesus, does it feel like Jesus is sleeping? It certainly does, by the way. Some people pray, you know, some people, have you noticed, some people start shouting when they're praying. <laughs> uh, maybe they feel that Jesus uh, is asleep or God's asleep and they need to, to rouse him. Uh, but sometimes it feels like that, doesn't it? That, that God is sleeping when we are most at need. And sometimes when we are uh, facing the storms in life, it can appear uh, that Jesus is sleeping. Well, in this situation, Jesus was sleeping. And... Uh, and what did he say when, uh, when they said, Lord, save us? I wonder. Just give me five more minutes, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Just give me five more minutes. You see, Jesus um, isn't at all concerned about the situation, although the disciples were. And, uh, and they wake Jesus uh, in the storm. And of course, to Jesus, um, it's just a storm in a teacup, really. Because he knows that he's in complete control and in charge of the situation, even though the disciples didn't. And uh, Jesus says, before he calms the storm, Jesus says to the disciples, he replied, You of little faith, why are you so afraid? This may sound uh, familiar because it's not the first time that Jesus has turned around to the disciples in Matthew's Gospel and said, You of little faith. And uh, why are you so afraid? 
In other words, Jesus is, is saying to me, you didn't need to be afraid because I'm here with you. Uh, and of course the disciples um, had just experienced several miracles of Jesus in chapter 8 Jesus has already healed a man with leprosy uh, the faith of the, he had talked about the faith of the centurion who came, you remember the story and the, the centurion says to him you know, tells him about uh, his servant that's ill and he says you don't even need to come you need to say the word and he will be healed and Jesus had remarked on the centurion's faith and said you know, I've never seen so much faith not even in Israel and then uh, it had talked about Jesus going to Peter's mother's house and, and healing her. And so the, the disciples had good reason to put their trust and faith in Jesus, and yet they're still frightened when something goes wrong. And I guess that's like us, isn't it, really? Uh, we can identify with the disciples, because even, we, even though we know we sing about trusting in God, we've we sung about it this morning, uh, we know uh, in our minds that we can trust in God, and... Uh, but it's a little bit different, different, isn't it, when you're out at sea and the storm comes and you've actually got to put your trust in God. It all sounds very easy when we're sat in here in church with our, with our, our friends and family and surrounded by you know, Christian brothers and sisters and we're singing rousing hymns. It's easy to put our faith in God. But when we're outside and the storms strike, it's not quite so easy. And the, Jesus says to the disciples, you have little faith. And that's, he's just being honest with them because they are a people of little faith. And if we're honest, uh, we too are a people of little faith. I say that as a minister. You might think, surely as a minister, you've got a big faith. You know, you, you're, you're a minister, you must have a big faith. Well, actually, my faith is quite small, really. Because I'm just like you. You know, uh, when the storms strike, I get frightened. When I was out in my boat, I was frightened. I've been in situations. I'm in, getting situations in ministry, and I feel totally uh, unprepared. Even after all these years, you can get caught off guard. And uh, I guess the reality is, we are a people of little faith. But like the disciples, we know where to go to, don't we? When there's a problem, we know where to go. As one advert says, although we not might be able to solve the problem, we know a man who can. And his name is Jesus. And that's where the disciples turn to. And they say, save us. And of course it's a great prayer to pray, isn't it? Save us, Lord. And I don't know about you, but I still pray that prayer. You know, I find myself in a situation and my prayer is, Lord, help me in this situation. Save me. I can't cope on my own. And that's what disciples do. They follow Jesus. They follow Jesus into the boat. And they turn to Jesus when they're in a situation that they can't handle. A storm in a teacup to Jesus. <clears throat> Jesus, not only will he calm the storm, but he will calm the twelve disciples. I wonder what things, though, uh, get you frightened. I wonder what sort of things get you frightened. What are the things in your life that you're frightened of? What are the storms uh, that you're facing right now? Can you turn to Jesus? Do you go to Jesus for help? Jesus, having spoken to the disciples, he then got up and rebuked the winds and the waves. And suddenly the situation changes. Suddenly the situation changes. And we get the calm after the storm. When Jesus speaks to the storm and rebukes the winds and the waves, just as suddenly as the storm appeared, so comes the calm after the storm. And the disciples are amazed. 
Isn't it great? You know, disciples have seen all these miracles, but they never cease to be amazed about what Jesus can do. Never cease to be amazed at Jesus, however long you've been following him. Never cease to allow yourself to be amazed about what Jesus does. When we read familiar stories, don't let them be so familiar that we're not amazed at what Jesus does. In our lives, let's not cease to be amazed about what Jesus does and what Jesus can do. The disciples were amazed and asked themselves, what kind of man is this? Even the winds and waves obey him. What kind of man is this? Even the winds and the waves obey him. Sorry, a bit slow with that, wasn't I? <laughs> what kind of man is this? Even the winds and waves obey him. Well, what kind of man was he? Uh, this is from the Psalms. O Lord Almighty, who is like you? You are mighty, O Lord, your faithfulness surrounds you. You rule over the surging sea. When its waves mount up, you still then. The psalmist wrote this hundreds of years before Jesus walked on the earth. What kind of man is this? This is God. Because Jesus does the things that only God can do. Jesus does the things that only God can do. Because he's in charge. Right at the beginning of creation, when there was chaos, God created the chaos, out of the chaos and he calmed the seas. And here we see Jesus doing a God-like thing. And the disciples ask that question, Who is this? What kind of man is this? Even the winds and the waves obey him. The calm after the storm. You see, Jesus can calm the storms of life. The disciples will require even more of the little faith that they already have if they're going to continue to follow Jesus. The disciples will need to put that little bit of faith into practice and add to it. The theologian uh, Tom Wright says this, reflecting on the calming of the storm. He says, here is Jesus with the disciples, going about his business. Here are the forces of evil, madmen shrieking in the synagogue, angry men plotting, powerful men capturing Jesus and putting him to death. Here is Jesus, not now asleep on a pillow, but slumped on the cross. We hear the voice, why are you afraid? Don't you believe? And on the third day, the storm is stilled, the tomb is empty, and great fear comes upon them all. Who then is this? You see, Jesus can't only calm storms. He can conquer anything that we might have to face. And even death, Jesus has been there and done it and conquered it. You see... Very often the lessons that we learn are learned in the storm. When I took my boat out and, and sailed it, the lesson I learned that it wasn't, it wasn't actually made to go out very far from the shore. That was a lesson that I learned from that little boat. But I only learned the lesson when I got out into deep water. I imagined I could do all sorts of things. I imagined that maybe I could have sailed across to the Isle of Wight and maybe even France. But when I actually got out there, I discovered the lesson that you actually need a bigger boat. And we learn lessons in the storms of life, don't we? 
Because that's when our faith is tested and we, we find out whether what we've put into practice, what we've learnt in church, what we've read in the Bible, really works in real life. And of course, the disciples of Jesus are people that follow Jesus. And it's interesting to notice in this story uh, that following Jesus doesn't mean we won't get caught in a storm. Did you notice that it was Jesus' instruction for the disciples to get into the boat? They were doing what Jesus had asked them to do when they were caught in the storm. Sometimes we, we hear and we may even think that, you know, following Jesus is the answer to all our problems. And sometimes we make it sound like if you follow Jesus, all your problems will disappear. What we actually see in the Gospels is that the disciples following Jesus always got them into trouble. It was a risky business. The children jumped into the boat quite happily. And very often that's what we do, without realising the consequences of what it means to follow Jesus. Following Jesus will get us into trouble. It's a risky business if we do what Jesus asks us to do. It involves taking risks. It means sometimes we will be caught in a storm because we're following Jesus. Jesus doesn't say he will take away all the storms in our lives. So following Jesus doesn't mean we won't get caught in a storm. It involves trusting, though, in the one who has the power to calm the storm. Following Jesus involves trusting in the one who has the power to calm the storm. We trust, and like the disciples, we're called to trust in the storm. Not in the calmness of life, but in the storm. That's when our faith is tested. That's when we're called to trust in God, when we're in the storms of life. Jesus is still able to calm the worst storms. Jesus is still able to, to calm the worst storms. Whatever storms we might face, we can still, like the disciples, go to Jesus. Sometimes it may feel like we've got to wake him up first. And we've got to pray and pray again and pray again. And sometimes you just have to keep praying in the trust that God knows what he's doing. You see, so often in our prayers, what we actually do is we tell God what to do, don't we? Have you ever done that? We think that we know, we think that we've got this idea, and so we tell God what we think he ought to be doing. Trusting in God is actually trusting that God knows what he's doing, despite what we see. You know, we look around at the world and we see, you know, the things that are going on, the riots in our cities, the wars, and, uh, you know, many people say, well, where is God in all this? Where is God? And we're called to trust in God and to be faithful and continue to, to pray to God. Despite the storms that we see all around us and the storms that we face, Jesus is still able to calm the worst of storms. So next time you find yourself in a boat and suddenly a storm strikes, you know what to do. Call out to the one that can calm storms.